I'm now joined by Michigan State wrestling star Cameron Caffrey over our favorite app, Zoom. So, Cameron, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm not going to lie, I completely, I don't have a calendar right now, so I completely forgot. When I got the message, I was like, oh man, I have a, a podcast right now. <laughs> I <Popped> up, <laughs> ran I, over here and got set up. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like everything at at, like this time is like with this whole quarantine COVID thing. I mean, like I've lost track of time. Time's pretty much useless at this point. Things just kind of fade together. You know, moments aren't like moments are not singular. Yeah. So like with that, what's kind of been like your quarantine activity? What's been the thing you've been trying to keep yourself busy with over the past couple months? So I've been playing way too many video games. I was reading for a little bit, but mostly video games, watching a lot of YouTube videos, really nothing productive. Um, I just started lifting again. I'm trying to run a little bit. Who knows, maybe I can find a room to get in, a wrestling room to get in here in a little bit, but I'm just now kind of starting to try to get back into shape um, and stop wasting so much time playing video games. So we'll see how it works out. I don't blame you. The video game route's kind of been mine as well over the past. Like, yeah. it gets to a point where you're just like, man, there's just nothing else to do. Um, yeah, it's it's like I, I get to the point where I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something productive. But once classes got done, it was like, what do you do now? It was like just all this time. So I just I just got my girlfriend into Skyrim. So I've been kind of like playing Skyrim with her, like walking her through stuff. I've been playing a lot of Overwatch on my own time. And, um, yeah, it's really just been Skyrim and Overwatch over and over. A little bit of Dark Souls, just stuff like that. That Those are games that will keep you busy for a long time, too. Like, that's something you can go on for a long time. They're very deep games. There's a lot you can do in each of those games. So I've been very busy, I guess. <laughs> well, that's good. So, obviously – you're, you're a very distinguished student and a very distinguished athlete over time. The last time we talked uh, back, I think it was in February after the Iowa meet, you said you still yep. had a 4.0 grade point average. I wanted to ask, have you, and not only just a 4.0 grade point average, but also as a computer engineer, like <laughs> it's pretty incredible in itself. Have you been able to keep that up so far? Even through no, Zoom? <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this fall semester, didn't go too well. I initially lost that 4.0 last spring because mm. there was one linguistics course that got me. So this fall, you know, I, I had a really rough go of it. And then this spring, I was like, hey, maybe I can kind of bring it back. Maybe at least just get one four point. The highest, I, I got a couple 3.5s. I was really close in a couple. There was one class where I got the four point and then the professor rounded me down to a 3.5. So... It, there was just there was no no love no luck it I, is what it is i mean but still getting the three points three point fives as a computer engineering major that is no like i mean that's no small accomplishment for sure but yeah you know and i i guess it's not bad but then at the same time there's one of my uh one of my roommates is an electrical engineer so we take a lot of the same courses and he's just killing it i think there might be one class you get a 3.5 in ever he's four pointed everything else so it's like i'm watching guys like him and it's like man i wish wish my understanding was on that level but it's not so i mean i want to ask though like just in general like with your academic success like how has that even been like possible like 
you know, you're wrestling, you're doing, you know, you have your events, you're traveling all over the country for these meets, mm-hmm. you're going, and then you're, you're having tutors and all these different things. I was, it's, you have a lot on your plate. So how have you been able to keep yeah. up that success? So for me, what it comes down to is discipline in terms of, I value my academics enough to where if I'm in a hotel room and I need to get something done, I will sit down and I'll get it done. There's been times where I haven't been able to do anything else in the hotel room except sit down for six, eight hours, just bang on an assignment. You know, there's a lot of times, even before duels, I'll be up late working on assignments. So it, for me, it's a, a big part of his discipline. Um, times when guys get to go out and do this, to do that, I'll be sitting there working on assignments. So yeah, I guess discipline, not as much time management because my time management is awful. I'll wait till the last minute, uh, but I will get it done. I'll, I'll, I'll find a 15 or 10 hour block of time to sit there and work doing an assignment, you know? Yeah. I mean, especially at this level, there's a lot of stuff where I feel like I don't necessarily have a good understanding of it. So it takes even longer. And it's just, and especially when, once we got to the part with the online classes, even though I wasn't wrestling anymore at that point, cause the season's over, um, you know, online classes are, it's hard to, to tune in. It's hard to be like, oh, man, let me set out this block of time where I usually would be in class and, like, sit here and watch this video. So um, stuff took even longer when you don't know anything, you know? Right, for sure. Like, how obviously now what we're looking into this fall is coming back onto campus, according to President Staley. That's, like, the ongoing plan. I mean, I wanted to ask you, you know, coming back onto campus one way or another, how comfortable are you going back into an in-class setting, even with, like, some social distancing guidelines in place? So I'm not – I'm not too worried. Um, You know, and I'm kind of – I think I'm middle of the road with with how worried I am. Obviously, everybody's going to be crammed in. Uh, hopefully people are still wearing masks, I guess. I don't I don't know how long the whole mask thing is going to last. But um, I'm not too worried because I want to believe that a lot of the COVID stuff will have run its route. Mm-hmm. But um, in the same vein, I, I think that colleges do need to be back in session in person. So it's like, and I think that, and that's what colleges are realizing. And I think that's why most people are going to be on campus come fall because, uh, it's, you know, in-person classes are just a completely different thing than, than the whole online deal. So I'm, I'm definitely worried, but it's another one of those, it is what it is situations. Um, I'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of health to be on campus. (laughs) So, Yeah. It's kind of that thing where you're like, you're really excited to like get back to like a sense of normalcy, but at the same time, you're also like, there is still some concerns out there. Yeah, and, and there's, there are valid concerns as well with what's happened so far. Um, but I mean, everything's opening up right now. You can kind of see there's a lot of the bars are open in town. Yeah. So I, I want to believe that whatever second wave that there is, um, it's happening now as opposed to then. So I, I want to believe that with them opening everything up, maybe maybe things will, whatever bad is going to come in the second part of this pandemic is happening now instead of later. So right. we'll see. 
And unfortunately, kind of like our time on campus, your season did get cut short there at the end yep. after, you know, the Big Ten, you know, Big Ten race. Yeah, um, yep. You had qualified for the NCAA championships by finishing second in your weight class. Um, obviously, I know that finishing second probably stung a little bit considering you were yeah. that close to being a Big Ten title champion. But, you know, what was that feeling when your season did get cut short when you honestly may have had a chance at competing for a national title? Well, so and it, it kind of came down to on that last day when everything else is getting canceled and the committee's getting together to, like, decide it. Um, I basically I knew that we were going to get canceled because once the NBA gets canceled, how is the – NCAA gonna the wrestling tournament gonna keep going if the NBA just got canceled. So I was kind of I know a lot of teammates were asking me they're like yeah like how does it make you feel and stuff like that and it's like it's not really something I can control. Um, it wasn't something that was like within my you know there's nothing I could do about it. So I was just like uh, it sucks but I guess a little bit more time for academics earlier than I expected. And then I, I kind of still thought of the Olympic stuff. I was like, maybe the Olympic stuff will keep going. And I know that they were trying to, they were trying to kind of plan some stuff out for having some of the Olympic stuff still going. But then things got really serious real quick and everything shut down. So obviously that got postponed to 2021. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it sucked, but... I understand that life's not fair, so it is what it is. Right. And so now you're kind of in that period where you're getting ready for next season. You talked about it a little bit. You know, what have been some of the things you've been doing to prepare for next season when you maybe can't prepare the normal way you would have at this time of year? Yeah. So uh, I'm running. I've been running a lot. Uh, I just now started lifting this week. Me and Rayvon have been going to the wrestling house, and, and they have like a little, a little uh, bench press thing set up. So we've been getting in a little bit of backyard lifting. Uh, I have, let me show you this. One second, I can turn, just turn around my camera, hopefully. Maybe I can. Here, I'll just turn, oh, here we go. All of these right here, a bunch of mass gainer. So I'm gonna okay. be going up to 97 next year. Okay. So that's like, that's 48 pounds of mass gainer right there. I've been, Taking that whenever I lift, whenever I run, just so that my weight doesn't fall too far. Because I kind of, I've kind of been floating in like a, a like fifteen pound range. I've been kind of between like one ninety two, one ninety three, and uh, like two hundred six. Yesterday I weighed in at two hundred six. That was the heaviest I've ever weighed. So just trying to put in uh, put on some good weight so that I'll be a a good size one ninety seven pounder. So obviously, um, recently, like the football, basketball, and volleyball teams, they've been invited back to start voluntary workouts, um, starting that up. I didn't know if the wrestling team had heard anything to this point when they could maybe start doing some voluntary workouts back on campus. So what's weird about our situation is that we are in IM West, which is kind of controlled by a different entity than a lot of the other places are controlled by. So let's say that we were in Denison, that we were like a Denison sport mm-hmm. when we practice. It would be controlled by like more so like the athletic department. Right. But because we are an IM sport, we can kind of get back in there once the IM building opens up, um, which I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be. But 
in terms of voluntary workouts, I know a lot of our guys have been itching to get back in the room. Some people have been able to find other rooms to get into for, for the time being. Um, but I'm not, I'm still not quite sure when our, like, I want to call them official voluntary workouts. Yeah, I'll call them official. Official voluntary workouts should start. I'm, I just don't know yet. Uh, timelines are a little bit blurry as far as coming back. Right. So you guys were really building up for momentum there at the end of the season, too. You guys... Um, before it got cut short, you had six of you among you and five others qualified for the NCAA championships. You guys defeated was in Wisconsin, which was one of the biggest upsets of the, the year. You know, uh-huh. like what do you think was kind of like turning the ship around for you guys there towards the end, where you guys were really just seemingly building momentum for the rest of going forward for the next couple seasons? Well, I would say that it's. What was bad about it was that I felt like we were capable of, of that the whole year mm-hmm. and we just weren't we just weren't performing up to our capabilities you know like we were always like we we have some good guys on our team uh and people just people would make these like kind of like rookie mistakes in matches we have veterans making rookie mistakes in matches um that will cost us duels will cost us matches and I I don't know even know if I want to call it building up as much as like we were kind of we were kind of doing one of these mm-hmm. the whole season. So I think Wisconsin happened to be one of those you know one of those peaks. We just we showed up. We all happened to show up at the right time, and uh, we got business done. Because even if you look a couple days before that, we lost to Northwestern, and that that shouldn't happen. And then even a couple weeks after that, we lost to Central Michigan, which also shouldn't happen. So it was it was really roller coaster ride of uh, of people showing up and uh, wrestling to their full ability, uh, but I guess specifically on that day, everybody was just feeling good. We had just come off a loss, and I think we had a pretty stern talking to after that loss. And uh, I just like to think that everybody was was zoned in. And I mean, like, what do you think now with like you know seemingly having obviously things get cut short so it almost feels like you know you had like the brakes laid on you and all that momentum that maybe you were getting kind of got stopped but like you know you yeah. got you got a couple years left what do you think you can accomplish here this in the rest, the rest of your career uh so you mean like individually yeah so and i think i could have done it this year but i'm looking at i'm looking at possible ncaa championships um you know, and there's no reason to do it if you're not able to number one. So I'm definitely looking at looking at the top. Um, I think it's I think it's actually really possible that I could be open an Olympic team. Just last year I was I was um a Greco World Team member, which what I like to say with Greco is it's not necessarily that I'm good at Greco, it's just that most Americans are bad at Greco. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I was on the, I was on the world team. I ended up going like one and two at the world championships, but I sincerely believe that on the senior level, I could be our, our Greco Roman wrestling. Uh, Greco Roman wrestling is like upper body only. You can't use your legs. Okay. So I, and I think I could be our guy for, for the Olympic team for that. And I was planning on trying to do that this year. Now it's postponed next year, but the fact still remains, I think I could do that. Um, I also I want to try for freestyle too because I like freestyle more, but that might not you know 
things are a lot harder in freestyle for America. So I want to try going to get on that Olympic team too. But, you know, I'm, I think it's kind of, I think it's a, not a given, but I think there's like, you know, 99% chance I'm placing these next two years at NCAAs. And I think there's a really high chance I could win it too. I'm only getting better. I've got a whole two, two more years to develop. Uh, just like my technique, you know, refine things. So I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm cruising, but I, I think I'm, I'm in for another couple good years here. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then I'll swing the question over to also like your team. You got, you know, in the next two years, you guys got a lot of younger guys. What do you think you can accomplish in these next couple of years? Yeah. So, our goal this last year was to break the top twenty, and um, we didn't really do that. We beat top 20 teams, but we didn't we didn't break into the top 20 ourselves. So I think that with the new blood, I think we'll, and especially even this next year, we're going to be getting guys back who weren't in the lineup this last year. Um, I think it's going to be possible to, to really raise our average ranking. I, I think we're going to start off the season maybe top 20 this next year. We're bringing in new guys who are, are going to make an immediate impact on the program. Um, just as far as the team goes, I, I want to see you know a positive record. I think that this last year we might have backslid a little bit in that we had more losses than wins. But I think that this next year we can have a positive win-loss record. Um, I want to see us winning tournaments again. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to what the next couple years has, has a score for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I, one other thing I wanted to ask you about this season was was one match against the match against Maryland where you guys just clean slate, you um, you didn't allow them to score a point. What was that feeling like when you were able to just really, I mean, dominate in all aspects and you get when the things really get rolling like that? Well, I think that everybody was really happy with, um, with the way that we wrestled. I... <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but I feel like like our coaches might have had one or two one or two things where like they stuck on us and were like, oh, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did that. But generally, we were pretty happy about that. It's always good to blank a team. And uh, I think that that was actually the second – I think that was the second team that we blanked this year because I think mm-hmm. we blanked Duke and then we blanked Maryland. So – and especially doing that at home, that's always fun. Home crowd loves that kind of stuff. So uh, everybody's was happy to, to play a part in that. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about as well is one of the major conversations kind of going on in wrestling that I've seen is like right now our nation is going through some like some major changes with the ongoing protests against police violence yeah. and the injustice that's happened to the African-American community. You're, you're in a sport that is predominantly white, overwhelmingly. Yeah. It's around 80%. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, I think when I saw the statistic, it was 80% just in the Big Ten. You know, what is it like being in a sport as an African-American in such a, like, an overwhelmingly white sport? Yeah, so I know for me personally, like, I feel like most of, like, I, you, I, have, I have views on things, but, like, I, I don't speak on my views a lot of times just because, one, I feel like I'm not necessarily very informed about things. Two, other people have different views, you know, which which is fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, I feel like it's one of those things where, like, 
wrestling like is predominantly white, uh, blue collar, and most of the people who like most of these people are conservative. You know, I, I feel like most of the wrestling crowd is conservative. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows, and there was a, the USA Wrestling had kind of a had like a. I want to call it like a round table of black athletes mm-hmm. who, who put out this podcast a couple of days ago and they talked about this. It's kind of one of those things where when like, if you're describing two athletes and you take a white, like a white wrestler, it's like, Oh, this guy is, you know, this guy's a hard worker. He's, you know, determination, his techniques really good, that kind of stuff. And then you can take a black athlete and you can say, Oh yeah, he's strong. He's fast. He's powerful. You know, he's explosive. And it, it's little stuff like that that um, was kind of like subversive. I don't know if that's a, the right terminology, but just like little like overt forms of, of kind of like things that are kind of biased and focus on doing me and uh, just kind of like focusing on on myself and what I'm doing and how I'm how I hold myself in certain positions and uh, like certain situations. Just just being like a I don't want to say a good representative necessarily, but like, you know what I mean? Kind of like doing what you can do, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and a lot of people be like, well, you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah. In particular, when you're black and you're being sported, you have to sort of like... It's like, like an extra standard. Yeah, you can't, you can't, um, there's like certain things that you have to be like wary of and like, you just have to be aware, like... Just have to be aware. Yeah. And like, I even remember when I was young, uh, after some, like, a lot of matches, I would, like, you know, I would, if I lost, I would be crying and stuff like that, and I just remember, like, my dad pulling me to the side and talking to me, and he's like, hey, you can't, you can't do that, because, like, people, people like to see you show weakness and those kinds of things, and, like, little things like that where, where, uh, there's, like, things that, like, I have to be cognizant of being a black, uh, black athlete in a predominantly white sport, so, um, so, yeah, there's definitely times where, if, like, somebody will say something and I'll check them on it. But overall, you know, the sport has done a lot for me. But there's definitely improvements that, that can be made in the wrestling community when it comes to, to race. Have you been, like, a lot of teams have been having, like, a lot of discussions about it, like, internally. Like, I didn't know yeah. if, like, maybe you and the team have maybe been having some discussions and what those have kind of been like in these times. Um, so, I know that our coach... You know, Roger, Roger's yep. great. And I, he called me just like a week or a week and a half ago. He called me just to talk about this stuff. He's like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about like, I've been thinking about a lot of this kind of stuff. And he's just asking me questions, picking my brain about it. And he wants to make an effort to, to kind of like have more team, I guess, team-wide talks about this kind of stuff. But my whole deal with that even was I was just talking to him. I was like, hey. There's a lot of guys who, like, they don't, like, pe- this is an uncomfortable talk to have with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, like, when you have a team of young men who, you know, many of them are conservative. And even if if a lot of people don't necessarily have solid views on things, whenever you try to, to force a certain viewpoint on, on people or you try to make them have certain discussions, there's, there's like, a natural, like, an automatic pullback that you're going to have. And so the question becomes, how do you talk to people about this kind of stuff when they don't want to have that conversation? How do you, and it's an important conversation to have, like, how do you have that conversation with people? So I know that our, our coach mentioned something in the last Zoom call about it. 
Um, hopefully it's a, it's a thing moving forward. But I know even like one of my teammates made a tweet uh, a couple weeks ago that that wasn't very well, well received by left Twitter. Um, there was a lot of, of, of blowback from that tweet. And I just, I just, I had a personal conversation with him. I'm like, Hey, you know, this is why they reacted that way. This is what you need to do moving forward to, to, um, to kind of like fix the situation or rectify the situation. And hopefully, hopefully he, uh, he listens and he's, he does what I recommended he do, but. I, I hope that our team has these kinds of talks moving forward. But I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't, but I really hope we do. And I think that I think that Roger's going to make an effort to have those kinds of talks moving forward. Right, and those discussions I think are really important at a time like this, that people have those discussions. Because uh, talking with Darian Harris, who's a linebacker for Michigan State during the Rose Bowl era yeah. and stuff like that, um, he talked about you know just listening and talking are some of the most important things we can do. And when we see these protests going on, and we were starking to see real change get made. Like the Big Ten, they talked yeah. about their anti-racism, anti-hate coalition that they started. And it's, it's really awesome to see that you guys are starting to have some of those discussions because they are really important. Um, on, a, on a lighter note, though, as well, one last thing before I let you go. Um, one of the things we've been trying to do in the podcast, keep it light, do some fun little things, and talk about Michigan State culture, Michigan State campus. So, so uh, one of the things we asked Darian Harris was what was his, you know, uh, Mount Rushmore of like Michigan State class buildings, some of the like buildings you go to class in. So I want to ask you that same question, considering how distinguished you are as a student. What are some of your top four, and maybe they don't need to be in any order, of some of the cl- like the classroom buildings you attend or or see on campus. Oof. Okay, that's a tough one. Um. Generally, I don't like Wells Hall. <laughs> There's one room in Wells Hall that that looks onto uh, what is that street that goes by Wells Hall? I'm not sure what it is, but it looks over towards the stadium. There's mm-hmm. one classroom where it's like it's like a little lecture room. I've only seen it from the outside. I haven't actually been in it. But there's like, it's a lecture room. One half of the room is windows that yeah. looks out into the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I look at it every time I go by because I'm like, man, I want class in that room. So I'm going to include that just because I think it's a really unique design for a lecture room. Um, now just thinking about classes I've been in, I feel like a lot of these classrooms have looked the same. And it could just be like a specific building too. It doesn't have to be like a specific classroom too. Okay. I generally like a lot of the north, uh, the north campus buildings mm-hmm. because they're really old and they have kind of like a, like architecturally they have like, kind of like ancient looking designs to them. So, uh, I'm something in north campus. I like the, um, is the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, like they do. They take you back a little bit to like agricultural roots. So I was in a, I was in one of those buildings. I, I, it was, it was either the botany building or it was the horticulture building. Mm-hmm. The difference between those two things, I don't really know. I thought they both have to do with plants, but <laughs> it was one of those buildings. I had, I had a, um, I had an anthropology course in, and it was a pretty nice building. I liked it, so I will include that building and kind of like generally, I'll include North Campus because I like the way those buildings are set up. Um, so there's the engineering building which is not included in my list. It's really big. There's a lot of classrooms and I hate it. It's an awful building. 
Um, so we're not including the engineering building, even though most of my classes are in there. That's fair. Um, yeah. Awful building. Hate it. Um, but is it the, the bio, the biomedical center? So the biomedical yep. center, I like the biomedical center and it leads into the, uh, I think it's like the chemistry building. Yep. They're like the same building and there's a little hallway where you can go into them. And that's a great building. I like that building a lot. It's really spacious. Looks pretty new. And in the biomedical building, there's like layers to it. There's uh, there's like four floors and I haven't even been on the second floor yet. But there's one bathroom in the chemistry building that's made, I think it's on the fourth floor. And that's my special bathroom. There's like a there's like a sofa in there. There's like a couch. There's a window that overlooks the courtyard. In the courtyard, there's like a little like garden or something like that with some trellises and there's stuff going on them. Kind of a beautiful view. So that's a great building. Um, the vet man building's awful. It's way too far from everything, so yeah. that's not included. I lived in East Campus over in that area, so I, yeah. I know. Yeah, like I know. <laughs> The pass from everything, it's, you know. Um, there were a lot of times getting off, uh, getting off the bus, and I, I had a class in the vet med center. And man, I had these knee high boots on, be trekking through the snow. If I forgot my goggles, it was just a bad day for me. There's snow blowing in my face. Maybe I won't make it. Maybe I will. Just awful times. So vet med center is X out. <laughs> um, there was another. This is a really, a really cool looking building. It was, what is this building called? It's not Shaw, but it's, it's on, um, it's on farm lane. Okay. It's over by, ah, geez. I can see the building in my head. It's a, it's a building. It's over by, you know, the building, the building where you take writing classes. It's. <laughs> I might have to pull up a map. Oh wait, I think I know what you're talking. So, you know, if you're if you're on the trail, if you're on the trail, you you know how it comes off on farm lane. Oh, um, it's oh man, that's gonna drive me nuts. It's on the tip of my tongue I've too. Had a couple classes in this building. I should know this. Oh, is it the first building. Bessie? So Bessie, not Bessie though. Across oh, the street from Bessie. Across the street from Bessie, um, not oh, the auditorium, not, not like the auditorium, huh? I was gonna say the auditorium. So no, so not the auditorium. On the so that's that's one side of Bessie, right? That's the front side of Bessie. So now go to the side of Bessie, and across the street from there, I had a I had a um, plant biology. What's it called? What's it called? I feel like it starts with an S. But there's a building over there, and I think there's a north part of the building. Well, I think there's a north part of the building and a south part of the building. Is it Snyder? I don't I don't think it's Snyder. I don't think it's Snyfi. That's not it's is it yeah, it's not Snyfi. Is it the psych building? Maybe? That's what he just said too. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if it's a psych building. But I know that it has really modern-looking architecture. Yeah, so the writing class are in Bessie. This one's across the street from Bessie. Or there's Giltner, too, but I don't think that one's it. Like in the middle of it? 
Yeah, there's like a little courtyard area in the middle, yeah. And there's a couple different parts of the building, and I had a plant biology course in that building inside of the building. It does start with the S. Inside that building is like really like, it looks really nice. There's like spiral staircases and stuff. So that'll, that'll have to be my fourth building, even though I've only had one class in there. That's fair. I, I still, um, I, there's so many little buildings in that area over there that I'm getting confused oh, too. But I know, I, I feel like I know what you're talking about. It's hard to remember names too. There's a lot of S's. There is. A lot of S's. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty nice building over there. Yeah, that's fair. I have to say, like, hearing you not like Wells Hall other than that that classroom makes makes me happy because Wells Hall is probably the most confusing building I've ever been in, in my entire life. Wells Hall is awful, besides that one classroom. <laughs> it's just so confusing. I've gotten lost so many times in that building just trying to get places. It's like, there's an A section and a B section and a C section, and some of them have three floors. Some of them don't have – only have one floor. Some of them are lecture halls. Kedzie. It's not, yeah, it's not an S. Kedzie. Kedzie's the building I'm talking about. Oh, Kedzie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I like Kedzie, yeah. I, it, the inside of it is nice, yeah. I've only been in there, I was only in there one semester when I had planned bio, but it was a really nice building. I liked it a lot. Yeah, Kedzie's nice. They've got some, I, I, they have a lot of lectures. I had a couple lectures in there. That's a nice building. Yeah, I've only had one lecture, and that was the plant bio one. But besides that, okay. Not much. I haven't been in that building in like two years. All right. Well, that's fair. Well, well, Cameron, that's all I have for you today. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about wrestling and some of these things today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. Yeah, no problem. And uh, good luck going forward. Hopefully we're on campus and everything's better and 2020 gets a hell of a lot better because this is... Hopefully it's not been going well. Not been going well. Well, again, thank you, Cameron. I appreciate you coming on. Yep, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem.